Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the I'm Actually Comics podcast, coming live to you from Coast City Comics. If you're listening to it at this exact moment, which would mean you are outside the door, so you're probably (laughs) not. Uh, I am joined tonight, as always, by Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Hi. Hey, hey, hello. Hi. How's my positioning here? Is uh, it better? Can you hear me fine? Uh, left of center. You're you're doing fine. Give uh, give me give me that level again. Cha cha. Hello. Pa pa. <laughs> One two. Cha cha cha. That's fine. You're you're doing <laughs> Di- great. Diarrhea. Cha cha cha. You got it. Uh, okay. Yes. So this is a fifth week situation, and uh, there is there are literally three comics from DC out this week. I know it's like what that is a that's a real weird one. But uh, there's some there's some things people were waiting for, some big, big crazy issues, and some fun stuff. So uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, uh, let's we'll, do it. There's we'll some good it. comics this week. I can't think of anything else that needs to be addressed this week. Uh, mm. the, I just, oh, actually, you know what? Before anything else, I did just finally submit my finals for the... for the Your exam? Uh, yes, we're finally going to get back on track with Rad Wraith, and everything is actually in place, so whew, I'm knocking on wood I still. I didn't realize you were off track. Oh, God, I just, I, I've been worried that it was, it keeps being one of those things where since it's gone so far off track... I'm like, oh, God, I hope it doesn't do this again. But it looks like they're really trying to push it this time. And we've got the double issue coming out at Halloween. So I'm very excited about that. We have some fun variant covers for that issue. And it looks like Scout's actually giving us some, like, serious support for this. For reasons I don't quite understand. Because you made a good comic? I don't know. They they seem to be very excited about it. So I'm, I'm very excited that they're excited. Uh, yeah, and uh, I've been getting pages for number four, and that's Ooh. almost that's coming at me. So that's half done. Awesome! I'm very excited. Yeah, that's really cool. So that's hey, new. Uh, I will say, um, my friend has a comic that's out this week mm. uh, that is not um, in every store, but you could order it directly from him. Uh, and the comic is called uh, "Fun to Funky." And it is by uh, Steve you know, Murphy, who did the Puma. Major Tom's a junkie. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole thing. <laughs> uh, apparently, they 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 basically um, the the uh, one of the big comic podcasts. Um, I think it was the Kayfabe one, if I remember correctly. Uh, we're reading like this guy Steve Murphy's mini comics, and they said that he uh, he was the opposite of fun. And so they like <laughs> challenged each other to make this mini comic, uh, which is about literally just like it's about like collecting comics. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it has really, really cool art from my friend John Robnack. And um, you can get it if you just Google fun to funky comic book. Uh, it's on sale. His site is a big cartel website okay um but there's like a collected uh version that that they put out that that he's selling and uh it's like 10 bucks but it's a uh, it's for like it's a ton of work and a ton of cool stuff and if you like uh like the the puma blues and things like that uh if you've heard of that maybe check out this comic if you haven't heard of it you're still probably not from it. new england i mean if you've ever collected a comic book you'd have something to relate to in this thing yeah, yeah. so i just want to shout out my friend's comic awesome yeah. you know. <laughs> if anybody had ever called me the opposite of fun i would put it on business cards i know right <laughs> <laughs> i think they, they i think it's in like every one of the comic I can't they literally it. named the comic fun to funky because of that although i'm not sure what the direct correlation between fun to funky is but i mean it's obviously you've got to read it to find out 
Yes. Wait. Uh, there's my sweet spot. Uh, I keep missing it. It doesn't matter because <laughs> it's going to be corrected when we end, as long as you don't uh, vary from where you started when it. we when we actually correct the sound. When I do the matching sound at the end, it will These catch kind up. Of audio deity. I am an engineering wizard. I am not at all. I actually really <laughs> hate this stuff. It's insane to me. Uh, this, I'm not a big fan of it myself. What's so funny about this is that I've spent my entire music career actively avoiding any of these technical things and having other people do them. And now I find myself in a position where I have to do them. And it's really, <laughs> yeah. really stupid. Necessity is the mother of invention on that one. I, I When I started my radio show... Uh, every Wednesday on WMPG at nine, nine yeah. uh, seven thirty, um, I said the one thing I was like, no engineering. I don't want to do any engineering, and thus far I haven't really done much, but I have had to do some. And anyway, let's talk about comics. Mm, I'd rather talk about this delicious diet sun kiss that I'm enjoying mm. right now. It's very refreshing. Mm. I and miss the days of when you had sodas in that only, refrigerator. Only a hint of, of toxic chemicals in there. <laughs> I've got coffee, which I definitely should not be drinking at 8 oh, o'clock at night. Oh, shiz. Uh, anyway, let's talk about comics. Fine. Fine. We'll finally do it. Uh, Alien number two of the 2023 series is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't read it. I flipped through it, but I'm not really following it. It looks in line with the previous issues and probably pretty good. I think I really liked the other one, but I can't remember. I I feel like I fell off the second series. I think you liked it. I liked no, the, you like Predator. I liked Predator a lot. Yeah, and you like Planet of the Apes. And I, like, I love Planet of the Apes. Uh, but uh, yes... But there it is. Uh, it's got a really sweet Dave Johnson B cover. Holy shit! Nice, really gorgeous. I love that guy. Uh, yeah, me too. And uh, but you know, with with no further delay, we'll get to the big issue of the week. Should we spoil it? No, we should not. It's already been spoiled. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Everyone in the world knows the spoiler. So uh, skip over this part if you don't want to know the spoiler for this issue. Yeah. Because we are going to spoil if you've somehow Spider-Man 26. To get through the internet in the last two weeks Which I can't imagine out. how you did. Uh, because it was spoiled for me so quickly. And oh, yeah. I mean, does, it and honestly, it does ruin the comic. So seriously, yeah. skip. Skip two <laughs> minutes ahead and we'll be done talking about it. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Have ready. you skipped? Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> if they've skipped, they didn't hear you say that. Per- oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 26. This is the someone dies. The someone is Camilla Khan. Why? I don't know. I don't fucking know why they chose. I mean, clearly it's just like a generic marketing scheme to kill the character and then revive the character right before the movie comes out. And you... And most likely with... Like they did with Doctor Strange, like they did with Thor. Spider-Man. Like they did with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just all... It's just like what they do. And it's super lame that they did it in a Spider-Man comic because it totally takes away the conversation from what should be a pretty cool Spider-Man story that we are all enjoying. Yes, absolutely. And also, it's fascinating that uh, there's... Oh God, we're talking about so much of it. One of the things there, there are many things that irritated me about it. I overall, I liked the comic quite a bit, but it felt like also he didn't know the character very well, because if you remember when she was introduced, she turned into Miss Marvel. She turned into Carol Danvers and had blonde hair and looked like 
Carol Danvers because she has transformational abilities. Yes. Because she thought of herself as her hero, Carol Danvers. And I remembered finding that very strange. At the time, I was like, whoa, way to whitewash this character. And it was clearly just baiting you uh, with that information. And here, she's like, oh, let me take off this mask. And it's like, lady, you can transform into people. We've already seen you do it. It's weird that you would make a a mask that can fool a god (laughs) when you can transform into another person. I think she did actually transform. Did she? Yeah. Because she said, let me take this mask off. Yeah. Oh, it was her Ms. Marvel mask. Maybe Her actual, like, mask that she wears. Maybe it was metaphorical. Yeah. Okay. I think also she was dying. Of, yes. Yeah. Of things. things. the, The story itself was not terrible it was in fact actually as good as as many of the other stories it's just unfortunately knowing the outcome if you do know the outcome there's like basically the hook of the the big hook of the story is like kind of i don't know honestly i feel like talking about the specifics of the story is kind of like why why bother but um but it's lame that that that's like after all that hype of like this is like yeah. you're gonna shit your pants with tears <laughs> your butt's gonna I, cry no, i did i, I did find i maybe it's just me again i think maybe i'm just in a weird place but i did find it moving i found the moment landed for me but it, it also i feel like there's a bit of fridging going on so that's all i'm just gonna say Absolutely. that and that's it it's just a little weird for me like it, it feels like a move that if they'd done it 10 years ago, I would have gone, ooh, haven't we learned not to do that 10 years ago? And right. now they're doing it now. And it's like, do you think we're past this point? And so it's okay now? Because I don't think that's true. But yeah, whatever. It, it definitely uh, feels. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like they should know better. Anyway, we're done spoiling. So yes. So, uh, now we're so on. Now to- if you're not listening, you know yes, to stop you're now. skipping. <laughs> Let's talk about Avengers Beyond 3 and spoil the hell out of that. There's some people in it, and they fight. Holy shit. Way to ruin the whole story. <laughs> uh, it's not the whole story. Uh, well, it is with Barbaric Hell to Pay, number four. Oh, nice. Uh, there are some people in it, and they fight, and an axe drinks some blood. Ooh, blood axe. That's kind of the whole deal. Remember and that guy from Thor, Blood Axe? I do. <laughs> yeah. You know, remember that Blood Axe was not a guy? No. Yeah. That was the big secret. When it was finally revealed who Blood Axe oh, was, wow. it was a lady. I may not have made it that far. Sorry for the spoilers <laughs> for Thunderstrike. You really ruined that. You know that Samus from Metroid turns out she's actually a lady. What? I actually didn't know that. Damn it. Clearly you've beaten Metroid. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I have played Super Smash Brothers. Oh, there you go. Uh man. <laughs> I can't believe that was ever like a oh my god it's like <laughs> fucking cares <laughs> it's so weird yeah uh, Captain Britain number four it's fine it's fine you know what else is fine what eh, Captain America symbol of truth number 13 you know spoils I'm gonna spoil something there's like a Great. big fight between the two Captain Americas and I'm just like yep. can we not like yeah. I know it's superhero comics and whatever but like can we not have like a four dollar comic where all that happens is two people punch each other in the face over and over again boo boo yeah nope not my thing uh, I have I have really fallen off both of these Captain America books they 
they one of the i can't even remember which one started strong now <laughs> so i've forgotten which one is which but one of the two symbol of truth or sentinel of freedom or liberty of justice and forever of Symbol Goodness. of Truth is uh, Falcon Cap. Yeah, was that the one that started? I, I'm just that's wondering. That's the one that's out today. Was that the one that started good? I don't know. I can't, that's the thing is I can't remember which of the two series started well. And they were going simultaneously. But one of them I remembered liking. Mm. I feel like Symbol of Truth is the one I did not like, but maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, Carnage number 13 is out. So if you like Carnage, the 13th issue of that series that you like is out. And if you do, you are in the minority. You know, it was weird, but not the worst thing I've ever read. And mm. certainly not the worst comic this week. I'm certainly not a huge fan of Carnage. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan either, but I read it because I was just like, I never read these Carnages. I even read a Star Trek comic this week. Weird. Yeah, I just decided I needed <laughs> to like actually pay attention to some stuff. Fair. Uh, so here's the thing with Carnage. Uh, I think I like, like when Zeb Wells does Carnage, when... Uh, when it's the the Clayton Crane Wells series, I think I like them. Like I enjoy those. I like mm-hmm. uh, Carnage USA, uh, all of those, all of those crazy ones. It's just his art is the only reason to like. I think I think Clayton Crane's art is the only oh, reason yeah. to read these. Like he is perfect for Carnage. Period. His Carnage looks amazing, and it's like his art is perfect for that. And it just feels like every time I read anything from anybody else, I'm like, yeah, I just kind of wish it was Clayton Crane drawing it. Um, this one had a funny moment in it where apparently Carnage has a, what it's the thing that Iron Man has in his chest? Um, responsive, uh, no, that's that's not a responsive meter. What is oh it called? Oh my God. It's like the most well-known thing in the Marvel Universe. Why can't I? Transponder, no, it's called the, what is it called? It's a generator. It's a it's, it's a, a thing. Oh my is, god! Everybody that's listening to this podcast is like punching <laughs> their fucking iPhone. Well, right unfortunately, now. I just thought of responsometer, which is the metalman thing, and yeah, yeah. and now I can't like think of anything else. Um, Re- it's not it's not a repulsor because that's the thing in tech. his hands and feet. It's, it's well, anyway, Carnage has one. Okay, some well, reason. Okay, and he goes up to this bad guy or no, good, like a scientist guy, and he's like, the guy's like, is that a Stark? blurred of the dirt and he's like yes and he's like can you tell me how it works and the guy the scientist goes like no and he just like blows him up it's an arc <laughs> reactor an arc reactor i yes. thought it had a different name i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get this carnage comic <laughs> this garbage comic uh anyway you know what you know what time it is after you read carnage why it's clobberin time of course but of course i liked this clobberin uh, time of course you did this this series <laughs> as i mentioned in the newsletter is clearly just marvel 2 in 1 renamed but yeah. marvel 2 in 1 is a shitty name so it's good that they chose clobberin time uh i think that was a good call and this book fucking rules and it's always awesome yeah it's a really good this, doctor strange thing yeah. team up and uh and i like it a lot These, the only thing i don't like about his scrotchy drawing him like so that his rocks come off and he's got all kind of ooze and pus underneath it grossness. like for some reason it bothers me but like i don't care because art's still really good it's just weird it, no it grosses me out for some reason there is something about knowing that he has rocks connected to skin underneath yeah 
that is disgusting to me. I'm just like, no, let's let's ignore the fact that there's any flesh involved in this whole transaction. I do. I don't need to think about like the guts of the thing being attached to rocks that kind of fall off and it like rips pieces of skin off. No, thank you. Yeah. None for me. Let's keep completely fantasy on this. He just calls it repulsor tech. Oh, okay. But repulsor. it is an arc reactor. Is that repulsor tech? Can you fix it? No. Ah. ah. Carnage. <laughs> That's carnage. Anyway, sorry. Carnage. <laughs> carnage. Uh, let's see. DC Pride 2023, number one, one shot. It was, you know, pretty good. It's uh, pretty, pretty good. Enormous. It's very big. There's a quite lengthy uh, Grant Morrison story at the beginning, which was, you know, I know he's like done with superheroes or whatever, but he keeps coming back for these one things. Uh, I'm happy every anytime I get a Grant Morrison superhero story. Fair. It's a multiversity story where it's like an alternate um, Green Lantern and Flash who... Uh, I mean... Queen Lantern might be my new favorite character. That's a different story in the issue, but but Queen Lantern is cool. Uh, (laughs) So is Brainiac 69. Brainiac 69 (laughs) is hilarious, but Uh, uh, I I still think Queen Lantern has legs and should absolutely continue on. Yeah, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Crime Alley. It's like like A-L-L-I-E, and it's uh, basically Harley Quinn. It's, it's mostly the fun ones are mostly the multiversity ones, uh, yep. which is like the bulk of the issue. And then there's like your kind of uh, there's a Constantine story, Constantine story and uh, like a Tim Drake, Connor Hawk story, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we got a Deadpool number seven out this week and we have a book that I had ignored when it first came out. And because it was just it was too much to get into. Uh, I I definitely would say that it is a an interesting choice for image, but uh, Bob finally won me over to this book. It is Deep Cuts. Uh, number two is out this week. Yeah, this book is phenomenal. This it absolutely it, is. Yeah, so it's Kyle Higgins is the writer, but it's a different artist. Everyone and I had I ignored the first issue completely. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is easily the best story of the week. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit niche because it's. Sure about is. a flapper uh, who writes who wants to write the best jazz song in the world, and it's not like there's no supernatural angle, there's, there's no, no crime there's angle, no there's angle. no. It's just yeah, it's like a Twilight Zone episode, sort except of. without the zone. Right, exactly. It's, just it's most of it takes like, place at night. It's just kind <laughs> of it's, it's got a bit of an ironic ending, but it's not even ironic. Oh, it's it's got a thing like that a just fucking happens fucking in real life. Knife stab of an it ending. Does. Like it's but it's just a story. It's not like it's it could easily be a real person's story. Yeah. That I mean, in fact, I will go out on a limb and say it absolutely is a real person's story. In, oh, I mean, sure, not yeah. based the, on there has to be someone that this, that happened. This to. absolutely has happened in the history of the world because people are fucking awful. Uh, but right, um, man, it it's beautiful. The art is next level stunning it's like it is very good art like sean phillips was is sort of what comes to mind with it like in uh, terms what, of like the toulouse lautrec is what comes to mind <laughs> nice. when i look at it it is it is another level here is the problem with deep cuts this is the only issue i see with this book it is too smart for the room this is the new yorker article this is the atlantic article of comics this is unfortunately highbrow enough to 
really alienate the average comic reader, I think. Well, yeah, because... Not to say that people are idiots, but I mean, even saying it alienates me to a certain extent to where it's like, this wouldn't be something I would normally pick up because it's too slice of life. Well, my, yeah, my most issue is people who because read... I despise humanity, and that's why I enjoy comics because they speak of a of a real humanity in fake characters, which I like. Right. Um, but well, there's a there's a fantasy angle to what most people are looking for in comics. Absolutely. And so a like a true a true life type story is like you, that's where the, you know, that's a person who reads books, you know, like, but it's gorgeous and heartbreaking and it is all of those things. Awesome. And like, if you get this and stick with it also, it's like at least what? 48 pages. It's It's got, it might be 60 pages and it's only six bucks. Like, and I will also say bang for your buck for that level of artistry. Another thing that sells this book to me I mean, so I personally despise stories about music. Yeah. Despise them. And this won me over, which is a rarity. It's like an ungodly rarity to win me over in a situation where it's a story about musicians. Especially because it's about well, jazz. It's, it is about jazz, but it's not really entirely about jazz. It's actually kind of more about Broadway. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like 1920s It calls, it calls itself jazz, but they're they're literally talking about writing a show tune, essentially. Yeah, like it's the, we should say actually, it's like, so the main character is a songwriter who's trying to make a name for herself. And she's written a bunch of songs and for. And not even that, she wants to just write the greatest jazz song of all time. Yeah, to kind of prove her her medal as a songwriter yeah. and like her equal of like being part of the world and it's so there's all these things that are going on and she ends up I think a lot of this I, I did pick up the first issue which I haven't read yet but I think a lot of it is Chicago y yeah, maybe it, um, although it feels this is, like Chicago the musical this is New York <laughs> and like. Chicago it's like kind of it starts yeah, in yeah. New York and then it goes to to Chicago and anyway there's a lot of uh, but it was just just a fantastic story with absolutely amazing uh, art yeah. and I, I'm a, I am a sucker for the flapper era it's like the Fair. era of my grandparents and yeah. kind of I've always been and you know my flapper ghost character that I yeah, created yeah. and all that stuff it's all because I love that era of time so um, I have no attachment so that was what drew me in and I'm glad yeah. it did fair because enough I went back I grabbed the first issue and um, I'll get the next one absolutely uh, detective comics 1072 <coughs> oh, excuse is, me it's pretty good yeah uh, we've got Doctor Strange number three I love this series oh it's so good I love it so much it's so good it's so good this is the best issue of the series so far I mean it if you want a master class in how to write Doctor Strange read this issue yeah every it it does things multiple times in this issue that other writers never like maybe touched on once a piece of brilliance that they hit one time where they managed to connect the surgeon and the magician of Dr. Strange in such a way that it resonates correctly. Like it's something that they've tried so many times. He hits it twice. There are two beats in the story where he does the, the surgeon or the doctor treating the illness, surgically removing the thing. And it's 
so story centric, important, and just fuck, it's so good. Ah, uh, I love this book. I love this treatment of Doctor Strange. There's a there's an interchange with Mordo, oh, not Mordo, uh, with uh, Dormammu. Yeah, where they have their par their yearly parlay. Yeah, and it is just I don't know. It's just fucking clever. I uh, at this point. I would, at the very least, definitely check out anything that Jed McKay writes yeah. for Marvel. Same. Like his, yeah. he's showing that he understands like the lore of Marvel, but he's also showing that he understands like the stakes of storytelling. And I feel like this Doctor Strange story could have also worked as like a Constantine story or yeah. like a something like, sure. or even just like any ex magician character. Like the idea that like magic has consequences and stakes yes. for the people who practice it, but then also like the cost involved of that. But then also like the, um, there's a line in there about how all doctors are gamblers. And yes. I thought that was like really smart and cool. And I loved the like, Oh. The hook at the end. Um, it's so perfect. Very, it very, is, very, it's... very good. And I, Pascal Ferry, the artist, who I, I do really like him, his Doctor Strange is very stylized in a yes. like almost like a Steve Ditko way, but kind of weird. Like I like how he does his like eyebrows. Yeah. Like they, they do like he, so it's, but it's really cool. And I love that like all those elements that you've cut, like the mo- most modern elements, like the, the dog who's a ghost. Oh. Um, what's his name? I can't remember. Um, He's got a funny name. Is it Gus? No, I don't think so. Um, But anyway, uh, and and Clea and Dormammu and like just the the politics of like the different. in In a way, it's funny. What's that? In the way that. Um, sorry, I had to kind of collect my thoughts. Um, (laughs) Like in the way that I hate the colored lanterns. Like the indigo and the blue or whatever, like the like I kind of name is bats. Bats. Um, I think that naming the dimensions in this is kind of like a similar thing that like no one's ever really like gotten into. Yes. Like, there's a dark dimension. Uh, we know if, if if you're a fan of um, Next Wave, there's a dank dimension. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite of the dimensions. Uh, there's Weird World, but like which will come into play a little oh, later. Oh boy, it sure but, will. Um, but I love this idea that like each dimension has its own sorcerer supreme and that like there's like kind of like a murder mystery going on. It's not a mystery if you're reading the series, but um, the characters are treating it as if it's like a Columbo style mystery where yes. you know who did it. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see how the people figure it out. But yeah. anyway, Doctor Strange Great. 3 was fantastic. I believe that is called a how done it or no, not it's a uh, how solve it. Oh, OK. I call some, it Columbo style. Some some people call them a how catch him, I believe. How catch him. I the thing with Columbo I found out recently is just that like they were having a hard time selling mysteries because people felt dumb yes. if they they yep. and and so they wanted to do it in a way where it's like, "Oh, you you're in on it the whole time and it was like kind of like revolutionary at the time to do it that way and I thought it's pretty cool. Also Peter Falk is fucking awesome. He really is. I'm literally doing my second watch through of all of the Columbo Ooh. episodes like this year. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's cool. I'm a little jealous there. I should we watch went, them. The thing is, last time we almost burned out because we started going into the late ones, which are real bad. Like the ones that start getting in the 90s or whenever. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it gets a little Some like. Those are pretty brutal. The, the people who really knew what they were doing are all dead. They're at all that dead point. by that point. <laughs> oh, man, yep. I just opened this Spider-Man comic, and he says, Spider-Man's swinging across the city, and he says, heck, 
Not even Thor and his nutty Uru hammer could swing over the streets of New York City like this. To himself. <laughs> You've got a problem, dude. Yes. Uh, quit, this comic came out in 1987. Uh, anyway, we got uh, next up, we got Door to Door Night to Night number six. Ah, yes. Uh, we also have a weird little beholder figure with a book. I don't know what that's about, but I it's adorable. Know. He's got a light up eye. Gotta love that. We got Spider-Verse number two, Edge of Spider-Verse number two, with Spinstress as the... The Disney one. It's like the Disney princess spider person. singing Disney princess spider person. I did like the fairy gob mother. Ah, God, <laughs> I wanted to punch someone in the face, but I love it. It's It's so, like... It's so spot on. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it's not for no. me, but it's pretty funny. There's some really great stuff. I like her. I like, uh, I like a lot of the choices they made. So it's fun. Whatever. Uh, next up, we have the mist, the Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, the Classic Years Omnibus Volume Twelve hardcover. That's pretty exciting. I got mm. some of the Elvira House of Mysteries being reprinted in these. Um, we also have another we had one last week but we got a new one the essential judge dread this one is necropolis which is one of my favorite judge dread stories he just basically gets haunted by these ghosts and he keeps trying to shoot them through the entire thing <laughs> because he's judge dread so he's just like trying to burn them and shoot them and whatever and they're just totally ghosts they're supernatural and they keep chasing him and they keep like hitting on him too all the whole time it's very odd and it's just great. It's like top top five Judge Dread stories. I would absolutely say is Necropolis. Nice. Uh, maybe even second only to the Judge Death story. I would say the Judge Fish story is my favorite. Oh God, that was from the that Eagle run. I can't even. remember. Oh man, I love the Judge Dread Eagle comics. Like yeah, me they're too. the best ones. No, they're definitely that's the best uh, presentation America right. of Judge Dread. Anyway, of those Judge Fish is just mainly a cover. I don't know how much of a story. Yeah, it is. yeah, it's all of those insane, cover, insane covers by uh, what's his fuck the preacher guy. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, Gargoyles number six is out. It's got gargoyles in it. Uh, Icon versus Hardware. Mm-hmm. There you go. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part five. Cool. Local Man is out. Oh, shit. Well, I'm definitely seeing something that I need to correct now. Uh, oh, cool. It's just that my computer is very slow. There were too many comics. <laughs> All right. I thought that I had forgotten to upload two full pages of shit to the website. Ermagerd. It turns out that was not the case. Uh, so we did local man just now, right? Yes. Tony Fleeks. I just love saying that name. It's pretty good. Uh, and we did JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part right. Five, Golden Wind Hardcover Number Eight. You did mention Perfect. it, but with not so much detail. Not so much detail. Uh, we've got a book from uh, from Whatnot Comics with a Sean Murphy cover. These are not signed, uh, but they will be eventually. <laughs> he's just he's in New Hampshire this week. Whatever. I saw him yesterday, but, you know, this wasn't out yet. Anyway, uh, but it's it's his friend, Blake. Uh, she did this book. She also did a couple Catwoman books. She's doing crazy stuff. It's called The North Valley Grimoire, and it's from Whatnot Comics. It's a, it's a magic and pr- police procedural kind of thing. Pretty fun. Um, yeah. Power Girl Special number one is out. 
If you like your comics without black lines, you're going to love Power Girls special number one. If you're following the Superman books and you like the character, like there's stuff to find. This It's it's a niche book, but the, the true gem of it, I think, is the fire and ice backup story that's in it, um, which I, is pretty fun. I hate to I, say I, it. I just love those characters. From, I, honest to God, couldn't read it. Yeah, like, I it is. I mean, it's a sort of a chore i have tried to read these books that were done by marguerite sauvage where she does not use black lines and it i just it i find it so visually boring i like a strong black line on a comic and this is just like it's almost as though it's just a colorist and no artist well it's probably like the she's doing the coloring right I mean, yeah, the the all of the lines are a color. They're none of them are black. Yeah, I do it I do think strange. it would be easier to follow the storyline if there yes. were line and I think that that is sort of like it's weird too when it's like um when it's not like painted art. I've never been a big fan of painted art comics. Um but this is like essentially like I guess digitally painted but it's just penciled like a regular comic yes. it's just like it's got fancy layouts yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah so there is definitely something that yeah. makes it a little more um, if you like the style of art there's a you're gonna love it if you I like mean, Power Ameth- Girl you're Amethyst was done in the, sort it. of in this style yeah. it was done in this color palette it still had black lines though so eh, whatever yeah. Naomi uh, it's that was just one that you hated for the coloring. It's just me. It's just me. Uh, it's just a personal preference. This comic is not for everybody. No. Uh, anyway, but you know what is a comic for everybody? I know. I know what you're going to say. Punisher number twelve. Yeah, Punisher number twelve. I love this comic. I thought this issue was great. We don't want to spoil anything. No, it's the best issue of the series. But this I was. Will say I that. think this was the strongest issue of the series. I like where it went. I like how it got there, and I think that the message that it put forward was very strong. Depending on what they do from here on, we yeah. still do not know what the ending of this comic means technically for what a Punisher comic will be in the future. However, this is, I thought it was very interesting. And uh, if you you don't like the, uh, the more out there stuff in Marvel, this is not going to be for you because we're going, we're going the route of, uh, what was that? Uh, what was that one that where all of the Norse gods took over the world? That uh, uh, that was called Reign of King. No, um, I can't remember. King of no, oh, it's no. not King in Black. No, it's not King in Black. It's called War of the Realms. War of Realms is what it was called. This. What it's setting up, I don't, came up with that. I don't, I am absolutely, I still impressed. remember it mainly as the series that promised to be Spider Man in a funny hat and never delivered. I mostly remember it as the series that had the best Punisher comic since oh, forever, right, right? Right, right, And it feels like somebody read that and was like, I think I know where the Punisher needs to go. So that's a bit of a spoiler, but I, I like, I like what they're doing. So. Anyway, I'm going to let it go. Yeah, I mean, Marvel definitely has, uh, like, and it's it was interesting in the text piece at the end of this. to it, It's Remender, right? It, no, it's, no uh, Jason it's Aaron. Jason Aaron. But to have him kind of acknowledge that sort of problematic aspect yeah. of the Punisher being, like, 
weaponized by fascists. Yeah. Um, and in a way, the Punisher do really being kind of a fascist, mm-hmm. like at his core, you know. And there is there is some so very you... strong uh, anti that yeah. in this book. I just think if they really want to solve that problem, just make him gay. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's how but you do it. I think that what they're doing just keep here... him exactly as before, just make him gay, and I... have explicit kissing in every issue. <laughs> I think just make him kiss more people. Like oh just, yeah yeah like, like every oh, time man. every he doesn't kill anyone give him a family no he doesn't kill anyone babies but he, <laughs> but he reprimands them but when he's done reprimanding them he kisses them on the forehead he's like okay now go be a good person and he has like a magic oh, kiss man. that makes people behave the corporal punisher <laughs> he just spanks now <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same like skull, that. but you have to give him the same skull. You have to associate the yeah, skull yeah. Oh, with things that fascists hate, <laughs> like like light smooches on the forehead. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I I just enjoy this. I like the Punisher when he's weird. I like the Punisher when they go cosmic. I like the Punisher when they go, uh, like just strange stuff. It's it's fun for me. So yeah, no, this was a, this may this not was, be your thing. It and, was not entirely my thing, but it was the best issue of the series. And I I could not imagine a better way to deal with this problem. So Yeah, I did like the end. The yeah. epilogue. Yep. Uh okay. So Rocketeer is out. There's a one shot for reasons unknown. Yeah, they're doing uh I think IDW is it IDW? They're going under and they needed They're doing an artist's edition for Rocketeer, but I do think Rocketeer uh... is one of the bigger properties at IDW. Um some of these Rocketeer things that they've been putting out, this one was just kind of like an homage with Adam Hughes art and Jay Lee art. So it had really good art, um, yeah. which a Rocketeer comic obviously should have. Um, however, uh, the one that I liked was the more recent one where it had like um, this back matter that was like all like the story of what yeah. Dave's like. I honestly think at this point, like if you're doing a Rocketeer comic, you should do a comic about Dave Stevens himself. Like, yeah, I agree. I don't know. Yeah, I don't you can know. Have just as many like conventionally attractive women, Betty Page looking women, and he hung out with all kinds of models like that. Like you could totally do a comic that about him. And seems, his life was it interesting. Seems, it seems like almost a, a meta version of the Rocketeer is yeah. what is needed. He storyboarded in Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's crazy. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. No. I learned that in that comic. Oh wow! That's he also crazy. Uh, I he also worked on comic. Super Friends and many other crappy cartoons of the seventies. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, see? Just Dave Stevens. There you go. The most interesting stuff I've pulled from Rocketeer Comics that you've had on your shelf have been just things about the guy who made it up. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Well, what about Santos Sisters, number four? Uh, If Deep Cuts wasn't so good, Santos Sisters would be my pick of the week. I absolutely love Santos Sisters as much as any comic I could possibly love. It is the best. I love it. It's funny. It's great. Um, if if you like pina coladas, no, don't sully Santo sisters with that shitty song. I hate that fucking song. What about um, getting caught in the rain? I hate it. I hate. Uh, are you whatever the rest of the lyrics are? <laughs> Do you uh, have half a brain? I don't. I hate that you know the lyrics to that song to make those <laughs> half-ass things and put them into this discussion about the greatest comic of the week, Santos Sisters number four. Oh. 
uh, which has three, 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 kind of three stories in it, all of which are entertaining. One of them is uh, like a carjacking ring. And one of them is like uh, they're trying to get a burger at this place that they like to eat at. And somebody uh, it's uh, who has a flies around in a giant fidget spinner. Yes, but her name is Bridget. Spinner, her name is Bridget Spinner. Is fucking hilarious. She first appeared in the first issue of Santa, Santa sister. She's a returning character. Um also like the weird goddess that they worship that dabs when they fly away (laughs) so fucking good it's so fucking good i love this comic i actually uh uh, yeah i love it uh very very much very much it's it's amazing all right what about the savage strength of star storm number one i don't comic written by a child for a child it's written by the older brother of Wes Craig, who does Kaya and did that series, um, Deadly Class. Okay. The artist of Deadly Class. I don't know. It's the older brother of that. It's it's one of those things that, like, if I found a copy of this comic book that was published in 1984 and had black and white art on newsprint, and I would be like, I love this. But with the production value of an image comic, I'm kind of just like, it's just... I don't totally understand it, but for someone, this comic is yeah. Chef's Kiss. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's fun. There, there is an audience for this, but it was not me. No, it anyway, was fun, but it's, if you like '90s stuff, it's an homage to '90s stuff. Yeah, I feel like it's like one of those things that like I will regret not buying it though, because like it'll become like someone will option it and it'll become like really expensive. And I'll Dylan be like, Andrews oh. is gonna lose his shit over this. He's gonna read this. <laughs> He's done a bunch of our logos. Thanks, Dylan. Hey, Dylan, if you're listening. Uh, Anyway, uh, but yeah, so there's that. And uh, he loves 90s garbage so much. It is literally like they he says in the back of the comic, like, this is my love letter to the founders of Image Comics. And and it does sort of have that feel, although I think it feels way more sort of. uh, I think it reminds me way more of. Oh, what is that? Uh, Crime Destroyer? Like oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. No, it reminds me of, uh, fuck, uh, Razor Blade, Razor, or just Razor. Yeah. Whatever that one was. Like, it's, like, it reminds me of- It feels of, more 80s than 90s to me. It, yes. It feels more Except like an 80s, 80s comic, and it feels like it's an 80s comic that was on one of those, like, caliber style indie labels yeah. that was, like, pre-image. That's what it feels like to right. me. But it's got way, like a real dark hawk vibe. Yeah, sure. That's one of those one of those things. Yeah, but uh, it was fun. If yeah. it's if you like that kind of stuff, it's it, it's fun for you. Yep. Uh, we got some epic collections in this week, oh, including good ones. Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. That one's fun. The Berlin Breakout. Mm. It's gonna be a Berlin Breakout. Sham sixty nine. No, it's Bullstar Breakout. Anyway, uh, She-Hulk Epic Collection, The Cosmic Squish Principle. I actually really like this. This is like, I don't buy Epic Collections, so. This is this is, But these are issues of She-Hulk stuff. that are hard to find, yep. and I would love, like when I find issues from these runs in back issue bins, I buy them. Mm-hmm. Like, this is these sensational are from 13 to 30. Yeah, and, the post-burn and yeah. pre-burn sandwich they're the the they're the creamy center of the burn oreo that it was she hulk 
and they are like there's like really interesting artists and there's really interesting like death's head is in one of them and like brian you get some brian hitch art in there and if you want to uh, if you want to escape the male gaze of the uh (laughs) of the john byrne era Mm. this actually has much less of that than his stuff. It's did. more cartoony. There's, uh, yeah, it's way more Looney Tunes. Yeah, this is the Looney Tunes stuff that was in between him having She-Hulk jump rope naked on a trampoline or whatever the fuck that one was. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but speaking, I like the jumper and run of She-Hulk. Though. I do too. Uh, speaking of good She-Hulk, what about the new series? We got the trade paperback for the second part. I Gen don't... of Hearts trade paperback. Oh, sorry, my glasses. Um. <laughs> I don't read a lot of Marvel comics currently, and She-Hulk is one that I do read. I think it's very well written. I don't yep. always love the artwork in it, but the story is really good. Uh, so if you buy the collections, then this is yeah, something, yeah. something this, that I would recommend checking out. Same. I think this. I think this has a lot of the heart and soul of the really good eras of the past, and I think it's it's sort of a romance comic in a and way. It's, and and I, it's, a I, lot of it is a romance. As comic. a person who enjoys a, a good romance comic. Um, also, Jack of Hearts. It's like the best written Jack of Hearts. Oh, absolutely. Maybe ever. Probably. I would say that's that's fair to say. Uh, Silver Surfer Ghost Light number four is out. I like this series. Another Marvel I pick up. Spawn Scorched number 18 is out. Scorched. I actually read this. And it was the best comic. Well, since. I say read. I did. It, it was words that I did read. That's how it is. I did. My brain did interpret the words mm. that were on the paper. I don't think that's possible. I think, unfortunately, <laughs> I, mean, I believe this is a uh, an, uh, mouth of madness situation where the words don't really mean anything, but they get into your head and then you go completely insane and then you wind up in an alternate reality. It's possible. Um, hey, remember when we were talking about uh, names earlier um, yes. before the podcast? And uh-huh. so the people listening don't know, but we were talking about weird names. Uh, anyway, our names that sound... F- different yes, when you yeah, yeah. so anyway i'm looking through this copy of monster bash that you mm-hmm. didn't mention but came out oh, this yeah. week monster bash number 50 yes it's um, not on the website for and it has a picture of gina lola brigida yes and i when i was a kid first encountered the name gina lola brigida somewhere and thought it was a man i think i heard it I didn't see the person, obviously, and yes. I thought the person's name was Gina Lo Labrigida. The Gina Lo Labrigida, like yes. Gina Lo was the first name, and right. Labrigida was the last name. And then one day, way later, I saw a picture of Gina Lo Gina Lo Labrigida, and I was like, "Oh, there you go." She was a famous movie star. <laughs> anyway, Monster Bash number fifty, yes, on sale this week, and Spider Man twenty ninety nine Dark Genesis number five. Art is a way better than it should be in this comic <laughs> like yeah. it is really good art in this comic uh, spider-man 2099 has a history of good art there's like that a true there's like a f- uh splash page of daredevil 2099 like jumping off a of something and it's like wow that's pretty cool the guy knows what he's doing they're that person i don't yeah. know who drew it um is that punk rock carnage in this issue perhaps i don't know i just flipped through it I didn't see it, but now, like, now wow, that I'm looking at it, in this. it looks like Spider Punk Carnage or Carnage Punk or something. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, okay, so uh, I lost my place because I was looking at that thing. Star Trek Annual 2023 is out. That was the Star Trek comic I quote, air quotes, read. And 
I it must suck to be a Star Trek fan who likes comics. Yep. They're not good. I would agree. Uh, I mean, it must suck to be in charge of IDW right now. Yeah, I suppose. Ooh. Anyway, Star Trek Mirror War, which is probably one of the better of all of them, mm. uh, is out in trade paperback. Cool. We got Star Wars High Republic Adventures number five of eight. And uh, I also read that in the increasing price creep of comic of trades from Marvel, especially. We have the Star Wars Legends Epic Collection, the last of the whole thing. Oh, is it really expensive? So finishing off the end, fifty four ninety nine for that motherfucker. That's a really good collection of hard to find issues. It is. I mean, they are um, very hard to find. The last issue is impossible to find. Yeah, that yeah. is one of the most expensive of the Star Wars comics. Is that last issue? Yes. It is. The art on it is insufferably bad yeah i don't actually think it's that bad also i used to own that comic and i kick myself constantly because the reason i, I feel, don't have any more is i destroyed it i feel like whoever drew like it, it just fell apart was kind of like cynthia martin uh so they were just kind of told what star wars looked like they were like oh. let me just describe what this character is and they went uh yeah he's kind of a bear no. all right this one uh it's kind of a trash can what happened there is that they were like we need to like embrace like that was kind of like a house style that marvel in like had had experimented with and so basically i think they were just like well no one's reading it so like let's give these people some room to to do whatever they want i don't think she's trying to make it look like them okay i mean i guess it's just weird. I mean, the Ron Friends issues don't look exactly like the characters. Yeah, but they, I mean, at least Chewbacca's not a fucking like Ron Friends not characters. an actual dog. Like, I mean, <laughs> the face of Chewbacca in this sticks out considerably, basically looking very much like a specific breed of dog that I can't uh, think of, like the, a Shih Tzu or something. I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't think that the the goal there was to try to make the characters like it's it's like it's not like someone was trying sure. to make it look like Star Wars and failed. I think it's someone that didn't give a shit about trying right. to make it look like Star Wars and just drew the way they draw. That's the kind of thing Star Wars fans love. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Star but Wars, but then who is still popular? Jackson the the stupid rabbit. He's everybody's favorite. Everyone loves that guy. They can't. They're they're wondering when his solo series is going to come out. Yeah, Everyone's exactly. screaming about it. Yes. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Doctor Aphra number thirty two is out. Right. Uh, I hear something cool happens in this because someone who works oh, here reads it. I did not read it. Star Wars uh, Sana Staros number four is out. I guess I picked the wrong ones to read. <laughs> Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> uh, Static Season 1 trade paperback. Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> uh, nope, that would be Lloyd Bridges. Oh, Lloyd Bridges, right. Uh, TMNT Saturday Morning Adventures continued number one. Oh, like so it's like another series of these? another one of these. That's fun. Uh, Torrent number four is out. Yeah. Uh, Vampirella Strikes number 13 is out. Sure is. With just enough covers. Yeah, just enough covers to stretch across an entire row of comics. Uh, Venom Lethal Protector number two, number three. Ha-ha. Oh, I love the cover of that. And actually, it was pretty oh, fun, but you know man. what's fun about Lethal Wep- Lethal Protector Venom 2 is <laughs> that it's basically a Silver Sable story. Yes. 
Um, and for some reason, Venom is working for Shield, and yeah. so he's like as Eddie Brock as like an agent of Shield in the whole comic. Like he kind of comes back as Venom at the end, but it was it was fun. Honestly, I think it's pretty pretty high quality for for that yeah. type of stuff. And I I do love the uh, I love the the uh, homage to Nick Fury, agent of Shield. Yeah, the Storanko, yeah. like yeah, for sure Good stuff. Uh, World Tree number two is out. Mm-hmm. I like this book a lot. Yeah, people like it. I've read good things. Yep, good stuff. Uh, Weapons of the Meta Barons hardcover. Cool. It's out. Uh, X23 Deadly Regenesis. Cool. I'm the only person who cares about this comic <laughs> in the world. I just don't like the artwork. Yeah, I don't really care for it either, but I just I love X23, so I'm just with a me, sucker with Marvel, for an X23 it's like story. I have to either really love the story or really love the art cuz I hate their paper. That's how it is for me. That's why I don't read very many Marvel comics. X-Men 92, the saga continues, trade paperback. Cool. That's basically everything X-Men 92 that they put out in the last 10 years. So, like, when they kept revitalizing it, there was stuff that they did during uh, Secret Wars. There was that series. There was what was supposed to be an ongoing that got killed at issue 8 or issue 12 or something. And it's like all of those. It's like three different series crammed together. Uh, And... All of that was really fun. I liked it all. Mm. And a little thing called X-Men The Dark Phoenix Saga trade paperback is back in print with a new cover for 2023. I've heard people like that storyline for some reason. I don't know. It's Uh, popular or something. Because they hate Phoenix and like to see it when she dies. Uh, Does it have the alternate ending where she live, live, lives? Maybe. All I know is that if you name a character Phoenix, you probably ought to kill her. That's... That's really your uh, inherent. Yeah. That's really your Chekhov's gun of naming a fucking character. It's like when DC had that Phoenix, that comic Resurrection Man, and he never died. <laughs> like he died all the time. He died every goddamn <laughs> day. Constantly died. I was just trying to make a dumb joke. No, uh, okay, Resurrection Man. When yes. he died, he came back with a new power. Yes. Did he keep that power forever? No. He, when he died, he had lost the power. No, no, no. Did he keep the power until he died? So, like, if he lived an extra 20 years and he had, like, one power? Or did it go away? It felt like, when I was reading that, that he would just fucking kill himself constantly. Yeah, I don't know. The weird thing about Resurrection Man is that, like, DC had, like, multiple other characters that had the same power. But for some reason, like... True. He was... Like, I didn't really understand, like... Because he's just multi-man. Yes. I wonder, actually, I should go back and see if he ever met Multi-Man. That was kind of a missed opportunity. What if they fought and just constantly killed each other, but each time they came back, they had new powers? I mean, it would be kind of pointless. No, it could go on forever and never get old. (laughs) I mean, eventually he's going to stumble across a superpower that's really bad. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the plot line of uh, Emperor Joker. Remember that? Oh, really? Yeah, that was uh, when the Joker got the powers of Mitz Pitalik. Yes. And so then he became Emperor Joker. He rewrote the world in his own image. And there was a whole series of one shots that came out where everything was all screwed up. But the way they killed him or way they got rid of him was that they murdered or no. I'm. The Joker killed Multiman a bunch of times until he got the power that he wanted him to have. Okay. That was what sure. it was. But I don't remember what the plot point of that was. That'd be a fun one to read again. I used to have all those. 
Also, he's a better character than Weird Direction Man, so <laughs> I like that. Or One Direction Man, which I really also don't like. Yeah. You know... <laughs> Curren- currently burning up the charts. Yes. <laughs> I love that that was like a boy band, and their name basically was One Direction. <laughs> it was like a portmanteau of wonderful and erection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clever. I literally never thought of that until just this second. <laughs> so, thanks for blowing my mind. Yeah, dude. Anyway, thank you for listening to this nonsense. Yeah, it was a little rambly today. Well, I mean, there weren't that many comics, so no, we had we to fun. ramble. Anyway, uh, you can follow us at I'm Actually Comics on the Instagram, and you can buy things from CoCityComics.com, and we'll appreciate all of that stuff. You can listen to the other podcast, the Funbox Monster Podcast. Where you find podcasts anywhere, talking about horror movies, and you can find Bob at Dollar Binge. Mm. Did I miss anything? No, unless you have any current events coming up. I don't have any current events coming up. All right. All right, then. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.